Let's uh, go in our Bibles to the book of Numbers. Stand with me, if you will. Numbers chapter 13. The point I missed this morning in the message, I looked up and folks, I couldn't believe the time had gotten away from us like it had. And so I, I, I missed one point, but that point is in this message. So God's going to give it to us, I believe. We want to be mindful to pray for Pastor Marshall as well as he continues uh, the revival meeting tonight that God will bless there. And we'll do that in just a second. Pray for him. So look, if you will, Numbers 13, verse number 1. We're going to read several verses here, okay? Numbers 13, Numbers 13, verse number 1. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Send thou men, that they may search the land of Canaan, which I give unto the children of Israel. Of every tribe of their fathers shall ye send a man, every one a ruler among them. And Moses, by the commandment of the Lord, sent them from the wilderness of Paran, all those men were heads of the children of Israel. I think it's interesting. God points out here that these 12 spies, they were leaders. They were heads of the children of Israel. They weren't just the stragglers on the outside there. They were of the heart, if you will, of the children of Israel. Uh, let's go ahead and jump for sake of time to verse number 17. And Moses sent them to spy out the land of Canaan and said unto them, Get you up this way southward and go up into the mountain and see the land, what it is, and the people that dwelleth therein, whether they be strong or weak, few or many, and what the land is that they dwell in, whether it be good or bad, and what cities they be that dwell in, whether in tents or in strongholds, and what the land is, whether it be fat or lean, whether there be wood therein or not, and be ye of good courage, and bring of the fruit of the land. Now the time was the time of the first ripe, uh, first ripe grapes. Let's go ahead and do this. Let's jump to verse number 25. And they returned from searching of the land after 40 days. Again, Numbers 13, 25. 40 days they went in. And they went and came to Moses and to Aaron and to all the congregation of the children of Israel unto the wilderness of Paran and to Kadesh and brought back word unto them and unto all the congregation and showed them the fruit of the land. And they told him and said, We came into the land whither thou sentest us, and surely it floweth with milk and honey, and this is the fruit of it. Nevertheless, the people be strong that dwell in the land, and the cities are walled and very great. And moreover, we saw the children of Anak there. The Amalekites dwell in the land of the south, and the Hittites, and the Jebusites, and the Amorites dwell in the mountains, and the Canaanites dwell by the sea and by the coast of Jordan. And Caleb stilled the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and possess it, for we are well able to overcome it. But the men that went up with him said, We be not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. That is really interesting. Stronger than we. Verse 32, And they brought up an evil report of the land which they had searched unto the children of Israel, saying, The land through which we have gone to search it is a land that eateth up the inhabitants thereof, and all the people that we saw in it are men of a great stature. So again, they've gone into the land. Uh, they've been there 40 days. There's 12 spies that have gone in, and they've come out. And look at, look at verse number 33 with me, if you will. And there we saw the giants, the sons of Anak, the opposition, which come of the giants. And we were in our own sight as grasshoppers, and so we were in their 
sight. The title of the message is this, Grasshoppers are not going to get it done. Grasshoppers are not going to get it done. Get, get what done? Well, jump with me, if you will, to Numbers 14, verse number 21. And what does it say here? And we're going to talk about this. God deals with them. But it says in Numbers 14, verse 21, But as truly as I live, all the earth shall be filled with the glory of the Lord. God's plan for the children of Israel was that the whole earth be filled with the glory of the Lord. God's plan for us today is that the whole earth be filled with the glory of the Lord. That is our responsibility. That is why we are still here. Let's pray. God, I thank you so much for your word. I thank you for the truths. I thank you that you allow us to examine some things, to learn some things. God, I pray that you would give me clear thinking tonight. Help me just to say what you want me to say, nothing more, and God, nothing less. Please speak to our hearts. Remind us of some things, how good you are. God, I pray that you would be with Pastor Marshall as well. Pray that you would bless him in a special way. Again, just give him the words that you want him to say. God, I know he wants to be used by you. So I pray that you would just help him as only you can. Pray that there will be open hearts, open ears there as he gets up and proclaims your word. Touch lives. And God, again for us, I pray, please speak to us. Please give us what we need. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. You know the story, maybe even the song, 12 Men Went to Spy on Canaan. You've heard that before? Have you ever heard that song before? Ten were bad and two were good. Twelve men went to spy on Canaan, ten were bad and two were good. Okay? That's, the, that's the, the scenario here. God has commanded Moses to send in 12 spies, and their responsibility is to go and view the land. Why? Why would God want them to go and view the land? Well, because God was wanting His glory to be known. The Bible says very clearly that God wants His glory to be known everywhere. In every nation and every tongue, He wants His glory to be known. What does that mean? Uh, let's break it down make it simple. God wants Jesus Christ preached and known everywhere. Everywhere. Jesus did not come, die on the cross, shed His blood, rose again, so that only part of the world could hear. He loved the world, the Bible says. And, and he, he gave his life for the world. And that is our responsibility is to reach the world. You see the flags here. And it, it's not, I mean, it's a small percentage of the world. You see the Ukraine flag over here. I mean, God has made it so clear to me time and time again. He loves Ukraine and he loves the soldiers. And it's amazing to me because we were talking about this. I mean, honestly, we are not going to know what God has done on the front lines of Ukraine until we get to heaven. I remember one young man, and, and he and his commandeer, they, they, were, uh, they weren't in the regular Ukrainian army, and, and boy, they were tagging us. They were calling Sergei over and over and over again, and they had heard that we had supplies. And so, you know, I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm okay giving some supplies out as it's needed and so forth. But we were sitting in there, and we were eating, and Sergei got the call. And there they are again, wanting something. Sergei said, you guys stay here. I'm going to go take care of it. And the Lord spoke to my heart and said, wait a second. What if this is an opportunity? What if God is giving us an opportunity? We don't want to have a regret in this and miss it. So we went out there, and... And uh, there those two guys were, and immediately when I saw this young man, my heart went out to him. And um, 
I don't have to go in great detail, but he had a physical difficulty that, that he had. And he, was, he had just joined the, the army out there. And they didn't take him in the regular army. He, he was in the volunteers. And he had on an all-black outfit and black tennis shoes. And I looked at him, and it was winter. And I thought to myself, I am more prepared for this war than this guy is. And so I proceeded to try and figure out, I knew I needed to give him the gospel somehow, some way. And I went back to the van and I thought, I need to give him my shoes, I need to give him my gloves. He wouldn't take any of it, but he would take the bag that was the gospel bag, and I gave that to that young man. And I just had moments with him, with this young man. And as we walked to the Jeep, I had no idea that this young man would be going into eternity soon as he was shot by a sniper. And I submit to you tonight, God wants His glory to be known. And it is our job, our role, our responsibility to make it known. And we don't know how things are going to turn out, but we've got to just obey and do what He wants us to do. There was a task that God had for these spies and for the children of Israel. God had made it clear. But the Bible tells us here in verse number 31, just look quickly with me if you will. The Bible tells us in chapter 13, verse 31, it says, But the men that went up with him said, We be not able to go against the people, for they are stronger than we. And, and the, the, the spies here, as they went into the land, they, they believed a faithless report. They believed a false report because the Bible says here in verse 31, we be not able. Well, we know that's not right. Right? They said, we be not able. And then verse 32, they brought up an evil report of the land. Verse 30, look at that with me, if you will. As they had searched unto the children of Israel, saying, The land through which we have gone to search is a land that eateth up the inhabitants thereof. And all the people that we saw in there are men of great stature. And so the report that they had was an evil report. It was a faithless report. It was a false report. And then it became a report of fear. As you see in verses 1 to 4, look at that with me, if you will, quickly. And all the congregation lifted up their voice and cried, and the people wept that night. And all the children of Israel murmured against Moses and against Aaron, and the whole congregation said unto them, look at this, Would God that we had died in the land of Egypt, or would God we had died in this wilderness? And wherefore hath the Lord brought us into this land to fall by the sword, that our wives and our children should be a prey? Were it not better for us to return into Egypt? And they said one to another, let us make a captain and let us return into Egypt. And folks, the Bible clearly tells us here that they believed these reports and they had fear in them. Now listen, get this, please. The way we view God will determine how we view ourselves. How we view God decides how we view ourselves. You have an improper understanding and view of God, it's going to affect your life. And it affected the spies here. God wanted them to claim the land. God wanted them to go and spread the glory, His glory. Remember we talked about that this morning with Abram. God had made a covenant with Abram. And God's desire was that they would go and make His glory known, that all nations, all people would know Him. 
But they look at the circumstances and they look at the challenges and we see in verse 33, and there we saw the giants, the sons of Anak, which come of the giants. Look at this, it's so important. to. I love the Bible, how every word matters, right? Look at what it says here. And we were in our own sight as grasshoppers. They weren't grasshoppers in God's sight. Now I understand they were small and God is great and God is big, but, but what, I'm, what I'm trying to explain and, and, and to you is this. It was their view of themselves that had been tainted. It was their views of themselves that had been changed. And because of that, they, we see, won't be able to go and spread God's glory. They won't be able to go and do what God wants them to do. What happened? What stopped them? I believe that there are some things you see in the Scriptures that they forgot. These ten spies go and they see the land. They come up and in our eyes, we are grasshoppers. We'll look a little bit about the fact that in the giant's eyes also they were grasshoppers. But it was, it was in their eyes they were grasshoppers. Um, how many of you ever caught a grasshopper before? They're great for bass fishing, right? You ever tried that? I mean, they're tiny. You know, I always, I always hated that tobacco juice stuff you get. You know what I'm talking about? Where it come out of their mouth, you know what I'm saying? Because it's sticky and all that stuff. But listen, a grasshopper is a bug. A grasshopper can be squished. We had these uh, cicadas going on in, uh, in Ohio. I don't, you guys get cicadas here? I, it was crazy, right? You're walking, it's crunch, 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 ping, 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 ping off your windshield, you know what I'm saying? And I was at the gas station walking, I mean, they're, they're everywhere. They're just a bug. Get this. And here, the children of God, the people of God are saying, we are grasshoppers in our sight. And I submit to you, they forgot some things. Some things that we must remember if we are going to spread the glory of God as God wants it to be known. Number one, they forgot past provisions, blessings, and deliverance. Go with me, if you will, to Exodus 15, verse number one. They forgot past provisions, blessings, and deliverance by God. Very important to say and understand it was by God. Exodus 15 verse 1 says, Then sang Moses and the children of Israel this song unto the Lord, and spake, saying, I will sing unto the Lord, for he hath triumphed gloriously. And these are the children of Israel that, that are now in the book of Numbers, and they're going to see the land. And they're saying as they look at it, and remember this, this thing, this land was turnkey ready for them by God. That means everything's ready. It's all set up. They don't have to do anything but go claim the land. Boy, that's good, folks. Listen, we don't, we don't have to do anything but just go give the gospel. We're not doing the saving. We're not doing the convicting. We're just going. Spreading his glory. Making Christ known. And, and you see in their 
eyes. And again, these are like leaders that had gone to this and 10 out of 12 come back and say, we can't do this. We have seen the difficulties. We have seen the opposition. It's too much for us. We can't handle it. We are in our own eyes as grasshoppers. And I submit to you, they forgot past provisions, deliverance, and blessings from God. And if we forget what God has done for us, and how He has delivered us, and how He has blessed us, and how He has provided for us, we will not take the glory of God for Him. We will not take the land He sends us to. Boy, every one of us has... Well, let's go to Acts 1.8. Let's just see that here real quick and just... God does give us a land, right? Absolutely. The Bible says in Acts 1 verse 8, I know we know this, but it reminds us, it says, but ye shall, Acts 1 8, but ye shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria. Look at this. And unto the uttermost part of the earth. God's plan all along was that the gospel would be given. His glory would be known unto the uttermost part of the earth. And the children of Israel here are bailing out on God and the task that He has for them. Because, I believe you see, they forgot. Past provisions by God. Past deliverance by God. Past blessings by God. Why would I say that? Because I believe this, that if the mindset was, you know what, God has been so good to us. He has been good to us. Get this. You remember that time we had a need? And God knew it. We took it to Him. He provided Remember that time we had a difficulty. And God got involved in that thing and God delivered. We can't help but spread His glory so that others could be provided for by God too, have His blessings and deliverance. Is it making sense? Now, we have to. If I think about how good God has been to me, Am I not going to want to pass it on to someone else? Man, I, I want to see. I want to see a young man come to Christ and, and experience the goodness of God and, and in church and reading the Bible and God speaking to his heart and him seeing God provide for him too, just like he has for me. So I remember his provisions. I remember his deliverance. I remember his blessings. And I say, I will go. I will conquer. I will go for him. He's been good to me. I will go. Look at, if you will, Numbers 13, verse 33. The Bible says, And there we saw the giants, the sons of Anak, which come of the giants, 
And we were in our own sight as grasshoppers. I submit to you point two, and that's this. They forgot their position in God. They forgot who they were. What do you mean? Well, go with me to Deuteronomy 7. Deuteronomy 7, verse number 6. Boy, this is good. Love this. Deuteronomy 7. They forgot their position in God. They were not grasshoppers. I look at what God says about them in Deuteronomy 7, verse 6. Deuteronomy 7, For thou art an holy people unto the Lord thy God. The Lord thy God hath chosen thee to be a special people unto himself. Look at this. Above all people that are upon the face of the earth, and here they are forgetting some things, and they are viewing themselves as grasshoppers, but God is saying on the other side, you are special, you are mine. Go with me, if you will, to John 1, verse 12. I pray this will be clear. They forgot their position in God. They forgot who they were to Him. They forgot who He said they were. They're not grasshoppers. They're special. They're God's children, God's people. John 1, verse number 12, the Bible says, But as many as received Him, to them gave He power to become what? The sons of God. We've got to remind ourselves, now please understand what I'm saying here. We have got to remind ourselves who we are in Him and because of Him. We in ourselves, yes, in our own flesh, if you will, yes. In our own frame, if you will, yes. We are weak. We are grasshoppers. But because of Him, He has made us sons. He has made us witnesses. He has made us saints. He has made us servants. And because of him, we are not grasshoppers. We are more than that. And because of that, we can do what he wants us to do. Because the Bible says in 1 John 4, verse 4, greater is he that is in you than he that's in the world. They were looking with worldly eyes, weren't they? Why? Because they were living worldly. Boy, that's a point. Their view of God affected their view of themselves. They weren't seeing God for who He was. Get this, because if they were seeing God for who He really was, they'd understand who they are in Him. And, and Joshua and Caleb, they did. Look, if you will, go back to Numbers 13, verse number 30. Jo Caleb says, and Caleb stilled the people before Moses and said, let us go up at once and possess it, for we are well able to overcome it. And this is not Caleb saying, in my strength, I can do this. He is saying that we know who we are and, and we belong to him. He is for us. And because he is sending us, we can go and we can do this for him. We have got to remember, this is so important at this day and time, we have got to remember who we are. Because the giants are out there and they're looking at us and they're saying, you Christians, you guys are just crazy these days. You're grasshoppers. 
The world is not our friend. Now it is our mission field. As a matter of fact, that's all it is. And by that I mean our interaction with the world is we're trying to reach them. We're trying to help them. But their view of Christianity right now is, is pretty dismal. And you got a real problem when we are seeing ourselves as grasshoppers and then the world is seeing us as grasshoppers. Where's God in this whole equation? They were special to Him. In God's sight, they were victors if they wanted to be. Go back, if you will, Numbers 13. Numbers 13. Verse number 2. They forgot God's provisions for them in times past. Listen, if God did it before, God can do it again. That's what's so encouraging about this thing, about the Christian life, is that we get to see God provide, and then when we get in another hardship, we remember, look, He did it then. If He can do it then, He can do it again. They forgot their position in God, but they also forgot future promises. God had promised them, promised them victory. Numbers 13, verse number 2, Send thou men that they may search the land of Canaan. Look at this, which I might give them. Doesn't say that, does it? It says, which I give unto the children of Israel. They were not seeing the future promises of God. They weren't claiming them, that's for sure. And yet I look at myself and I remind myself of some things. That many times in the Word of God, God had promised, God had promised the children of Israel that they would conquer Canaan. And they wander in the wilderness for 40 years because they doubted these things. And then finally it did happen, amen? But God had promised them the land. God had promised them victory. And it causes me to reflect and remember some truths that God gives us. Number one, He'll never leave us nor forsake us as we go. If God be for us, who can be against us? I can do all things through Christ who strengtheneth me. Listen, Paul knew he was dirt, but he knew with God in him, he could do all things. There's the kicker right there, right? You see what I'm saying? So if we are living in and of ourselves and our own abilities, then yes, we are grasshoppers, we are weak, but when you add God to the equation, when you put God in there and you see that God says we can do all things through Christ who strengthened me, then we are more than grasshoppers. We are God's children and God is for us and God will go with us and He says we are more than conquerors through Him. Man, y'all, there are things we can't do. We cannot do. We look at the challenges. We look at the giants. We look at the things we're facing. And we sit back and we realize, I cannot do this. But then we remind ourselves that He can do it in and through us. 
And that makes us conquerors. Listen, the children of Israel, they themselves, get this, this is so good. The children of Israel, they themselves could not defeat the giant. God was just wanting them to go in there and trust him, and God was going to give the victory. Why does God work that way? Because only God can get the glory. So God is all about slaying those giants, little David. You understand what I'm saying? God is all about slaying the giants. He's all about us taking the gospel to a lost and dying world that would seem to overcome us on our own. But yet God is ready. God is able and God is willing. God desires for us to go out and see victories and to see his hand do what only he can do so that you stand on the side and you say, look at what God did. I could never do this on my own. Look at what God did. And God gets the glory. And you know it's him. You stand aside and you just, you thank him for it. And then you ask him to do it again and again. And he will, if you'll do it his way. And he'll do it again, if you do it his way. I love it. I love to stand on the side. I know I've talked about it a lot, but it's just real. I love to just stand on the side and see God work. God prepare. God get us ready to go. And I'll send a text to Dima or someone over there and I say, God's working. He says, praise the Lord. God's working, he's, he's bringing it together again. He's God's doing it again. When we know who we are without him, we give ourselves to him to do what only he can do through us. He will work because he gets the glory. I've got more points than I've got time, folks. I need to say this. We see a heartbreaking thing happen in this. The ten go in, come out, say, in our eyes we are as grasshoppers. They convince the children of Israel to follow that as well. And you see moments here of disobedience problems. God gets, he says enough is enough. So I believe they had seen it enough that we can say they forgot that problematic people don't propagate the glory of God. Problematic people don't propagate the glory of God. Why is Satan attacking so much? Why is our flesh attacking so much? Because we're, we're, we're no use to God propagating the gospel when we're living in disobedience and we're not right with Him. Does that make sense? I mean, let's be honest. If I'm not right with God, I'm not worried about people dying and going to hell. That's not on the mind. I'm thinking of myself. A disobedient child's thinking of their self. Whereas a servant and a follower of God is thinking of others. Big difference. And you know what's so interesting to me about this thing? 
is that I'm not trying to discourage you when I say this. But you know that flesh thing? It's going to fight us to the very end. You know that Satan thing? It's going to fight us to the very end. I have a dear friend, um, Matt. And I was talking with him a few weeks ago, and he just passed last Wednesday from cancer. And I was just talking with him. And so-and-so, you know, told me, you know, Matt's a little discouraged. And I'm watching him. Literally, the, the last two trips we made, March and June, he comes up to me, and he always wants to be a part of the trip. And I'm looking at Brother Andrew, I'm like, this guy's not going to make it very long. I said, Matt, you need to keep that money. You need to, you, I mean, he's got needs. I mean, he's dying, literally. We're watching him, you know, day after day after day. And he wouldn't do it. He says, Brother Ron, I want to be a part of these trips. Uh, please take this and go and use it for the Lord. I want to be a part. And I had a conversation with him about three weeks ago. And I'm just going to be honest with you. I was watching him, looking at him as we're talking, realizing he's struggling. And I'm not just talking about struggling uh, physically. Just struggling with the whole thing. He's got a wife. Got a good job. And I told myself, man, can't a guy catch a break? Can't the old flesh give a guy a break? I mean, this guy's dying. Can't Satan give this guy a break? I mean, he's dying. And I walked away realizing, absolutely not. We don't get rid of this flesh. Now he's gotten rid of it, amen? He's in glory. We don't get rid of this flesh. Please listen to me. That's why we need God so bad every day. Because we are not getting rid of this flesh until we get to heaven. So it is a daily battle to remind us who we are in Him and how much we need Him. And, and, and the other side of this, you know, in our last days, Satan would love more than anything to ruin our testimony. What was so awesome about Job and his testimony? All that he went through and he didn't charge God foolishly. So listen, we're going to have this little battle here, more than a little battle. We're going to have this battle of our flesh and with the devil until we get to heaven. So if we're looking for perfect circumstances and perfect scenarios before we're going to propagate the gospel, give the gospel, take the gospel, send the gospel, it's not going to happen. We have a perfect God. We have a perfect Bible, but we are imperfect people. So we have got to look to God for his help and for his strength and for his guidance, and we've got to stay right with him because someone that is right with God is going to care about the lost and dying world. So we've got to stay right with him. Go with me, if you will, to Numbers 14, verse number 21, and we are done. In the whole scheme of things, they saw themselves as grasshoppers. Folks, grasshoppers are not going to get it done. But servants and witnesses and children of God can, by God's grace and strength. Numbers 14, verse number 21. 
They forgot the purpose and plan of God for them. How important it is. Why is there, why is there a mission's focus? Why would that be? Well, because, you know, hey, we did that five years ago. We covered that. We're all good. We've got to be reminded of some things, don't we? We've got to be reminded of what matters and what doesn't. Numbers 14, verse 21 says, But as truly as I live, all the earth shall be filled with the glory of the Lord. Now, I guess the question is tonight, do we recognize God's purpose and God's plan for us? That as, again I say, as I live my last days for Him, Am I going to be busy about myself or busy about sharing Christ, the gospel, his glory with a lost and dying world? Whether that be here in St. Joseph or whether that be in Cleveland or whether that be in the regions beyond. What is going to matter to me? Our view of how we see God and who he is will determine how I view myself and God's plan for me. Let's pray. God, I thank you so much for your love. I thank you for your word. I thank you for who you are, dear God. You've been so good to us. You are so good to us. And God, we know there, is, there are giants out there. There is no doubt about it. If, but you are greater than those things. And you can use us if we'll just make ourselves available. Remember who you are. Remember what you've done for us. Remember your promises that you'll be with us as we go into a lost and dying world to share your word. In Jesus' name, I pray you'd help us. Amen.